From Walking in Grace, this is the Straight Truth Podcast, Christian truths in an increasingly secular world. Well, welcome again to the Straight Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Philpott. Now, on this special edition of the Straight Truth Podcast, we will revisit some excerpts from some of the most popular topics we've discussed with Dr. Richard Caldwell. Now, if you'd like to hear a full version of any one of these topics, we'll include links to those episodes in the description below. Now, Straight Truth is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to help us continue to produce this podcast, just go to our website, straighttruth.net, and go there and find out how you can help us grow. You can also go to our website and check out all the media that we have there, and we have links there to all of our previous episodes and every topic we've already explored and discussed. You can also find links there to all of our social media channels, so just click on one of those and like and subscribe to that channel. And if you would like to hear any sermon related to these topics, just click on the links below or go to our website and you will find those. Lastly, go to iTunes or the Google Play Store to the podcast section and leave us a good review. A big issue that's come up in our culture over the last few decades, but especially uh, more so in the last few years, is the issue of immigration and whether or not there is a uh, legality to the, uh, the number of illegal immigrants there are in the United States, at least where we live. And then also accompanying that is this idea of refugees and how Mm -hmm. Christians should maybe respond to the scores of refugees coming from places that are under oppression like Syria and other places like that. I'm just curious, what what does the Bible say about something like illegal immigration or immigration generally and uh, and how Christians should respond and maybe care for these people? Well, the nation Israel, uh, in the Old Testament, Israelites were taught to love strangers and to remember that they were strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're, we're taught as God's people to have compassion uh, for strangers, for people who aren't originally from our land, didn't originally belong to our nation. And that, and that holds true even into the church to this day. So I wanna love and welcome strangers. Mm-hmm. And um, those who don't know Christ, I wanna be a good witness uh, to them with the gospel, those who do know Christ, they're my brother or my sister, and so we want to love them and, and care for them. Um, at the same time, as Christians, we are to be known for our submission to governing authorities. Mm-hmm. We're to be known not as lawbreakers, but people who respect the law. Um, it's not wrong for there to be nations. It's mm-hmm. not wrong for there to be governments. Um, and, and so it's not wrong for a nation to have uh, laws rego- regarding immigration. Um, protecting their borders, make decisions about who comes in and who doesn't. There's nothing wrong with that. And we need to respect that as Christian citizens. So there's that, I don't know how to explain it except to say there's a, there's a, a balance there that we have to learn, that we respect the law, we uphold the law, we, we, um, we support it, but at the same time we meet people who are here. And, and by the way, we say this is a very complicated subject because all quote, illegal immigrants are not here in the same way mm-hmm. <laughs> or for the same reasons. So I think our role is to, to say our nation is right to have borders, not, nothing wrong with that, right to have immigration laws. We respect that. But as we meet people, we're going to love people mm. and welcome strangers, remembering that in, in a very real sense, we are strangers right now. We mm-hmm. are pilgrims passing through this world. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and so we want to be a people full of mercy and care. 
Well, in the news recently, there's been, well, really for several years now, there's been sort of a heightened awareness of racial division and strife in our country. It has to do with several events that have sort of been the impetus for, for the discussion. Even at our church, we had a conference mm -hmm. on racial unity in the church um, where we had several preachers, including Pastor Caldwell, come in and, and, uh, and speak on, on this issue. So um, what, what's the Christian view of, of this division and racial strife that's been happening in, in the country? Well, it's very sad. And um, whatever I say on the subject, I just wanna make clear, I'm not in any way denying or diminishing the fact that some people have had an experience in life that I haven't had. Mm -hmm. um, and that you, you can have real instances of prejudice and mistreatment. I'm not diminishing that at all. Mm. But the answer, in my view, is to look at, at this issue like we look at every other issue, and that is from a biblical worldview. And so right away, there are some things that I should know. I don't live in heaven yet. I don't live in a paradise. And there's, no, there, there's only one person who will ever usher in uh, a truly righteous society, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And until he returns to this earth, you're not going to have a world in which righteousness dwells in perfection. It's just not going to happen. I think one of the things we do wrong is to, to narrow the discussion down to the you know, 200 or so years of our nation's existence. Racial injustice is just one kind of injustice. It's just one way that men hurt each other, take advantage of each other, mistreat each other, and elevate themselves above others. It's just one way. People do this around education, they do this around money, they do this around, name it. Um, family background, family heritage. P p men are constantly looking for ways, because of their sinfulness, to elevate themselves above others. This is just one aspect. Even when you talk about the slavery issue, uh, slavery is not confined to the story of the United States. And it's not confined to 200 years. There been thousands of years in which men have mistreated each other, enslaved each other, and all the rest. And it's not always around the color of one's skin that that's been organized. So as I look at the issue, I think, uh, number one, I don't want to address it in the same way the culture is. Um, number two, I'm not trying to uh, telegraph my sensitivity so, so as to have the culture applaud me. I think, I think we're seeing some evangelical leaders do that, in my opinion, uh, trying to just demonstrate how, how, how culturally savvy they are and how much on the cutting edge they are. That's not the answer. The answer is to see this world as it truly is, which is the, the entire human race can be divided into two groups, people who are still in Adam and people who are in Christ. And if someone is in Adam, um, I'm going to love them by evangelizing them. If someone is in Christ, they're my brother or my sister. And that's the reality of it. And that's how we need to see the human race. Now, now God has a plan for nations. He has a plan for ethnicities. That's gonna be reflected in the kingdom that's coming. But that's not a reason for division. That's a reason for celebration. That's the diversity, the beauty of God's creative purposes not a reason to, to elevate ourselves one above another. So from the standpoint of salvation, conversion, there are only two groups of people on the face of the earth. From the standpoint of creation, we all come from one man 
and one woman, if we believe the biblical account of creation. We all have Adam and Eve as our father and mother. So we're all part of one human race. So from the standpoint of creation, there's no grounds, no, no room for racism. From the standpoint of the new creation, there's no room for racism. Uh, you either need Christ or you have Christ. And that's, that's how I see the human condition. So I'm not, I'm not surprised, I'm just saddened by how the world is in turmoil over this. I'm especially saddened when I see the church take up, what, from my vantage point, what is the same narrative and try to solve this problem superficially, culturally, governmentally, instead of understanding the problem will only be solved with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's only when men are right with God that they can be right with each other. Well, obviously the political spectrum is, is at least in American politics right now, is, is, is vast and there are issues all along that spectrum. And uh, where Christians land on those issues are all over the place. There's no camp over here where Christians are, no camp over here where Christians are. And uh, I wonder what the church's role really is in politics. Not, not necessarily the individual that is making decisions maybe in their home, or at the voting booth, those sorts of things. But what is the church's role in politics? The church has a responsibility to preach the word of God to uh, its people. And so our role in terms of what's going on in the political realm would be to instruct our people about the issues that are being discussed in the, on, the, on the big stage from a biblical point of view. So what does the Bible teach about abortion? What does the Bible teach about marriage? What does the Bible teach about some of these things that get discussed in the political realm? Mm -hmm. What does the Bible teach about these things? And then I think the church can have, as it preaches the gospel, can have a salt-like influence in the culture as it speaks God's word to the culture as, as the gospel is being presented. So the church needs to be clear, for example, that we believe that marriage is a union between one man and one woman for life. That's marriage, according to scripture. Um, we believe that homosexuality is sin. Um, those sorts of issues, we believe that abortion is, is, is murder, is taking mm -hmm. the life of, of an innocent child in the womb. The church can be clear about those issues, and, and th that intersects with political discussion. So from that standpoint, the church has a role to play. From the standpoint of political parties and political agendas, we just need to really remember what our Lord said. His kingdom is not of this world. Mm -hmm. and neither is ours. Uh, we are looking for a king, mm -hmm. uh, the Lord Jesus. He is going to usher in a kingdom. And we are never going to see the United States of America or any other nation uh, be the kingdom of God on earth. It mm -hmm. is just not going to be. My hopes are not invested there. Um, I'm, this, I'm a heavenly citizen. Uh, I'm looking for a better country. That's what Hebrews 11 says. So this is not my home. I'm thankful for the blessings that I have as an American citizen. There are many blessings that I, I should be and I am thankful for. But uh, the United States of America doesn't represent the kingdom of Christ. And so I'm not looking at any political leader to, to be my king from that standpoint. So let the word of God guide our thinking and our motives and our hearts in these issues. And we, and, and we teach the Bible. That's, that's what our task is. Hmm. Evangelize the lost and equip the saints. That's where our focus is. 
Thanks again for joining us for the Straight Truth Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information about this podcast, just go to our website, straighttruth.net. And there you can find links to all of our previous episodes, also some other helpful information about these topics. We also have merchandise there for you to purchase if you would like to. Now, Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.